The Continental Soccer Association is coming to Springfield. It's all here. Fast kicking, low scoring, and ties. <laughs> you bet. Hey, Dad, how come you've never taken us to see a soccer game? I don't know. You'll see all your favorite soccer stars, like Ariaga, Ariaga 2, Bariaga, Aruglia, and Pizzozza. Oh, I never heard of those people. And they'll all be signing autographs. Woohoo! This match will determine once and for all which nation is the greatest on Earth, Mexico or Portugal. And we found out what the new host country of the 2034 Men's FIFA World Cup will be after Australia. My friends, we are heading back to the Middle East. We are going to Saudi Arabia. That is right here on the Sports Cube. We're breaking down the news that came down the wire as Saudi Arabia has won the bid for the 2034 Men's FIFA World Cup. It's Paul Shivari. I'm Mike Mercado. And there's some things I want to talk about, Paulie, because it's interesting that we got to this point. We could talk about... How technically, the way that they're getting around, how does a continent hose, back-to-back World Cups, you can't do that. We'll get to that in a second. But I think we would be remiss if we just didn't bring up, because of Saudi Arabia, whether it was Vince McMahon bringing those pay-per-views to them, whether it's them owning now EPL teams, making their own league, uh, the golfers, yeah, yeah. that the sports washing has worked. Yeah. That has officially happened. Saudi Arabia has kind of gone through the process. Money talks. Interesting how when unabashed, unbridled capitalism kind of takes over how this all happens and journalists get their, you know, bodies bone sawed off. But here we are. We know what the World Cup is. We saw what happened with Qatar Cutter. And now we're at the point where Saudi Arabia will host it in 2034. For all those you and I were talking about this, for all those who don't know, more in detail, but the way they got around this rule is so sneaky. Because they're doing the three continent thing, and you're going to say what those three countries are going to be in a, in a second that are going to be hosting an Olympics, but the World Cup, excuse me. But this is so shady. FIFA has no no morals. They have no shame. I can't even blame the Saudis. I mean, if you're just going to give it to them. You're just going to make it unopposed. And like, how can you blame them? Like, this FIFA don't care. I, I think if you want to at least like you know, let's ignore all of the murkiness and 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 you know, give the silver lining to Saudi Arabia. They've definitely proven that they want to be an international sports haven. They'll invest. So, yeah, it. they'll invest. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's that's quite obvious with how many superstar soccer players are now playing over there. You know, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Kareem Benzema, you know, Jordan Henderson. Um, you know, so many guys. Is Mbappe over playing out there too? Uh, Mbappe's still at uh, PSG. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, and I think he's going to Real Madrid uh, after yeah, the okay. summer. I was yeah. a little confused about that. Yeah, so, um, but I, don't get me wrong. I think they offered I Mbappe think a, a stupid amount of money. Billion dollars? I think yeah. they, they the, couldn't get The messy. money that those guys are getting to be paid to play in the Saudi Premier League yeah. is like way more than they were being offered to play in the English Premier League or La Liga or Bundesliga, you know. So it, it's, it's you know, money is definitely speaking. It's probably grown Saudi Premier League to be a little bit more of a competitive league than it used to be before these guys got there, but they still have yet to be on the par of La Liga and Bundesliga and the English Premier League. It, it's interesting. I'm curious to see how this is going to get pulled off. We already know what a World Cup in the Middle East looks like with Qatar from a year ago, but at the same time, are we going to see the same shenanigans pulled? You know, are we going to see um, little tiny huts being uh, uh, erected just for people to live in? Are we going to see a government? 
government encouraging people to go to other places in the Middle East to uh, stay at hotels and then fly in for the games that they want to see. Are we going to see uh, Budweiser or any other uh, corporate sponsor get told one thing only to have the rug pulled out from underneath them the week of? So a little bit of context. I mentioned Australia, right? And a lot of thought was Australia was going to be the next host country. Yeah. What ended up happening is they actually withdrew from their bid, mm-hmm. and that is how Saudi Arabia got there. So just a little bit part. This comes from from CNN. Australia's withdrawal leaves Saudi Arabia as the only confirmed bidder. The Gulf nation announced its bid on October 4th, immediately following FIFA's surprise invitation for expressions of interest from only Asia and Oceania now, why only Asia? Let me answer that for you. They have to rotate continents based on where the previous ones have been played. So last year was Qatar. So in 2026, the next one, they cannot have it in Asia. But that's OK because they're doing it in North America with Mexico, Canada, the United States, which means that the one in 2030 can't be held in North America or Asia. So that leaves Europe, South America as the only ones remaining. Now, in 2030, that will be the 100th anniversary of the World Cup, which was first held in Uruguay back in 1930. So they're not going to have it in Uruguay, but they're going to have a game or two played. Commemorative matches, I think is what they're calling them, in Uruguay, Chile, and Argentina. So it's Uruguay, but it's Paraguay, and Argentina, oh, and Spain, Portugal, and Morocco. Which are the real are hosts. The real yeah, the real hosts are Spain, Portugal, and Morocco. So, the, oh yeah, and I've, I'm, the whole time I'm forgetting Africa. That's mm-hmm. right, who hosted. Uh, South Africa in 2010. Africa would have been due for another one. There were some other bids being put together. I want to say Egypt had one uh, going with with uh, like Israel, uh, you know, and and someone else. Yeah, which of course, with everything going on right now, there's no way FIFA would be giving Israel. You know, there's just not enough uh, stability there to to have a a worldwide event right now. For in that sense, so so. So I think that that checks the boxes for Africa by having Morocco host it with Spain and Portugal. But now that you have Europe and Africa hosting the event alongside, you know, South America and North America not being able to host it back in 2026, that leaves only Asia. So as soon as Australia withdrew the bid, Saudi Arabia came in, swooped in. They have the money. They apparently have the venues, and I think they demonstrated that on the worldwide perspective that they have the interest to run this sort of thing. Bringing all of this up, right? Like we talk about what's going on the pitch, even the bids that were going on. I, again, we'd be remiss not to talk about the human travesty that was going on back when Qatar was doing it, when they were building those new stadiums, those mm-hmm. those temp stadiums. And now we know, and you brought it up, that Saudi Arabia is. We know how stupid rich they are. Mm-hmm. We know how much that the family, the 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 royals have in Saudi Arabia, and we know that they're going to invest in state of the art stadiums. They're going to do all they can for the athletes, I believe. I think for all the superstars, because they are going to try to portray, especially for soccer, international soccer, like, hey, this is where you want to come and play. But I think. Just like in anything in the world, like imagine had they gone into Palestine, Israel at that time, like we have to mention if they went to South Korea, you know, for the Olympics, like we have to talk about what's going around in a geopolitical sense. Now, you and I, like, the <laughs> Lord knows we don't Could have Could you yes. imagine if we yeah. were going into the World Cup in Qatar right now? Yeah, like how, like, but this goes to show that the human rights part of this doesn't matter to FIFA, doesn't no. matter to any of the governing bodies, and it does bring up an interesting point of where the Americans stand in Saudi Arabia now. We know how much of a historic, how much history goes back between Saudi Arabia and the United States, and we also know how weird of a matchup it is like it's almost like a a a matchup out of necessity than it is like out of want so i'm interested to see how many athletes from the united states are going to stand for certain things 
and I only bring this up because in WWE, there are a lot of superstars that refuse a huge payday to go to Saudi Arabia because of political stance, whether it comes to gay rights, human rights, rights about other types of religion. This and I might wonder, be yeah. different, though, because you're representing your country on the world sure. stage mm-hmm. and you only get every four years to do it. You know, I, th- yeah. I think yeah. it's... Um, it's the Olympics of it. Yeah, right? like, yeah. It yeah. reminds me of the 1980 Olympics, yeah. how many, you know, the, the U.S. boycotts the, the Olympics in Moscow and how many athletes were upset that, you know, like, I trained for nothing. All these, you know, like, this was my window. So... I mean, Jesse I, Owens against the, the, the Nazis. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's always been a thing, right? Like, these big world stages kind I, of I mean, but that, that. that pre dates the uh, uh, was it the invasion of Poland so I sure. think I think while the world was kind of aware of Hitler Hitler had not put himself on the scene like right. we all know him in, in right. hindsight to be Wasn't but yeah but, but you yeah. know but that, that that there's I guess that part of it too of like how much in defiance will we see people wanting to go there and compete and be their best in right. front of Saudi Arabia right. so I mean yeah as it gets closer I mean we have you know nine years until this happens and and I'm thinking I'm wondering if it's going to be another winter time uh, world so Cup because yeah, so I, I, it's got to be. I mean, yeah. I you know, it, it, the world could change so much in nine oh, years absolutely. too. Like the idea of like because when you think about where the where Saudi Arabia was nine years when it comes to the way it was handling sports, mm-hmm. and like we don't know what TV deals are going to look like. We don't know any of this, so I think there's just so much that's unknown about this deal. But I think it just puts into the spotlight how, and I, I, I'm going to go back to it. Just FIFA is so corrupt. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, and I'm not going to blame, and I, you could take this out of context, but I'm not going to blame Saudi Arabia when it comes to this. If somebody gives you a deal you can't refuse, mm-hmm. just too sweetheart of a deal, how do you not take it? How If, if you're just going to give us for this price, like, of course we're going to take that deal. Everything was building towards this yeah. for Saudi Arabia. I, I get that aspect of it, you know, but but I also get that, you know, Saudi Arabia has skeletons in their closet, maybe, maybe... <laughs> Maybe, yeah, maybe physically. Now, I, let me ask you this. How close are we to a Saudi Arabian majority but American-based team in the next year? Two years? Will a NFL team, an MLB team, an NBA team be owned by the Saudis? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say in the next year and a half. It's going to happen. I'm going to say no only because the other owners have to approve it. Yeah. And and I think, you know, whatever, you know, we're going to listen to what all the BS, you know, will be from those owners. But, yeah. um, you know, I, okay, so I'm not going to say it'll never happen, yeah. but I'm going to say, like, the NFL, it's so hard to, to penetrate that fraternity. Um, you know, and then even in Major League Baseball, look at like, you know, someone like Mark Cuban, who's demonstrated that he has the capital yeah. and has the know-how on how to run a professional sports franchise in the United States. And they still wouldn't let him buy the Cubs. My big league that I think is going to happen. I've always put the uh, the baseball, the Major League Baseball aspect to it because I think they're unlike the NFL. You you want as many like you want to bid up as many of these franchise uh, evaluations as much as you can. I think it's only a matter of. Maybe months, maybe years, until Saudi Arabia and the entire government that the the funding that they use from there buys an NBA team. I could see NBA, but and I can like also say MLS will probably be the first one. I mean, like let's right. say outside of the four major sure, sports, I yeah. think it'll be MLS because that'll be the easiest. Yeah. I, I mean, think. they bought golf. Um, yeah, they, they bought, bought yeah, golf. Yeah, already, I mean, so like it's right there. Yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't poach all of the best no. golfers. But now you they're know? teaming up. Now you got the PGA and Live Golf teaming up together. And, and that was that you was know? the funny thing because I think in some people's reactions that didn't really understand what was happening were like, well, there's no way that Live is gonna um, to even survive this. PGA will live strong. PGA now realizes that they have a problem because the PGA is a horrible ran organization. 
nation. And if it wasn't for guys like Roy McIlroy, we would who actually stood up against Saudi, but also understanding how bad the PGA is towards its players. But it's also this is kind of the the other side of the coin when you have like monopolistic, you know, yes. entities in control, yeah. Yeah. you know, like FIFA, FIFA being one of them, you Unbridled know, uh, capitalism. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, you know, wait until, um, you, you know, I'm trying to think what, what if there's an NBA or a, a basketball league that starts poaching some of the better players away? Think, think about that with the one and done rule. Think of yeah. like international basketball becoming stronger with guys getting poached straight out of college or guys getting poached uh, straight out of high school. Be like, Hey, what, why sit for a year and, and hope that you make it into the association and we'll just pay you more to play yeah. over here. I mean, and that's why I think the NBA started the G League and started doing like these these leagues where it's like the Ignites and whatnot, where it's like we need to make sure if, if Victor Wembanyama is in, in Paris, we don't want him going to the China League, the Spain League. Like, no, yeah. he needs to be here. But you're right. If there's one country that has shown that they're interested in this type of, of type of ploy, this type of play, this type of strategy, it's Saudi Arabia. They have unlimited funds, and quite frankly, it seems like the prince loves enough of himself and sports and being a celebrity that they're going to go all in on this. So I will say this, aesthetically, it's going to look beautiful. I think technology-wise, it's going to be ahead of its time. I think all the things are going to be there, except you got to be okay with who's running it and how we got to that scenario. But I think that's always the cause when we're talking about FIFA and the Olympics. Because how often are the World Cup and the Olympics picked in a very up above board, right down the middle, honest type of thing. But Pauly, any last thoughts on this crazy story? Yeah, I mean, this is the world we live in now. So, I mean, I, I'll watch it because I'm such a simp for competitions. You know, it was like as much as I complained about the deaths in Qatar, I was very openly in the time saying, well, I'm part of the problem by watching this and enjoying this. I I would wake up at three in the morning and watch uh, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, you know, in, in the, the group play. I, you know, I would watch every single match because they're timed where you can watch every single one as long as you have the availability to do it. You and I, we watched, you know, we watched it here together one morning. It's it's. It's unfortunate that it has to be this way, but at the same time, this is a great competition. It's a very beautiful international competition. Ideally, the world is supposed to come together in harmony and in peace. It's all we really got. So I, I support that aspect because I think the, the ideals of it is it's for peace and prosperity, but I hate the dirty, ugly murkiness that lies underneath it. And you can guarantee this, that we will talk about the pageantry of the game but we will talk about the realness of everything that happens outside of the pitch. And that's the only thing we could promise you as sports fans, but also as responsible broadcasters here on the Sports Cubicle. He's Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado. We've got a lot left here. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. Maybe Saudi Arabia should host a Women's World Cup first. <laughs>